They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. So the the box, also the, the box, the square that they, the cube that they worship, the cube has to do with Venus. People think it's Saturn. And it, it is Saturn. It does have to do with Saturn because it's black. They painted it black. They covered it with some black. Originally, that's a rock. In the middle of that square square box is a meteorite. And that they attribute to the planet Venus. What they did, every religion gets corrupted by the Saturnians, by the people who spiritually are Saturnian. Not the South American race, the Native American race is ruled by the planet Saturn. So they have the death cults and the sacrificing and stuff, but that doesn't mean they're evil. They're not evil. They are biologically and culturally ruled by the planet Saturn. But the people on the planet that spiritually revere Saturn are lost and evil. Jupiter, remember, we're not saying white, white people are the best because they're the Jupiter race. Biologically, they're ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is the lightest planet, so they have the lightest skin, right? So, but when we talk about spiritually, every religion loves Jupiter. Every good spiritual religion, faith, loves Jupiter because he's he's Jesus, he's Krishna. Jesus Christ is Krishna. It's the same person, Christ. Jesus Christ is Jupiter. Um, but Jupiter is also the, it's, it's a solar myth. So he's also the son of God, the sun in the sky. So that's two myths kind of mashed up into one, but that's how it goes. Because in the age of Pisces, he's the sun, but in the age of Pisces, he's ruled by the planet Jupiter. In the age of Aries, he's the warrior. So it's still the, the story of the son of God going through the sky, but now he's going to be wearing ram horns or a ram's body, so to speak. It's the same story gets re repeated in every in every age. With your host, Juan Ayala. Prepare to have your mind blown.
and welcome back to another episode of the one on one podcast i'm your host as always and we're back at it again follow me at at the one on one podcast on all social media pod, uh, platforms and today we got dr narco longo again with us fuck is up bro thanks for having me you got a fucking flip phone dude yeah <laughs> off grid why because man how, so what, what do you how do you go on on instagram and stuff do you use a computer i use my i use an ipad i have an ipad for my for my work you know yeah for the for but, the dark uh, arts right yeah <laughs> so dude you want to plug your stuff for the people your people sure. obviously know where to find you, but for my people, I think they really enjoyed this last episode. I got a lot of a lot of good feedback on it, so here nice. we are again. Awesome. I'm glad to be back. And likewise, you know, people loved loved seeing me on your show. Um, I'm Dr. Narco Longo at Old World Florida on YouTube and Old Underscroll underscore world underscore florida on instagram awesome i'll plug that in the description so the reason that we're here everybody was left with wanting more they wanted to learn more about astrology and i want to correct myself it's not that i don't believe i i hold i reserve the right to <laughs> to change my mind at whatever point in time uh-huh. I do believe in magic. Apparently, I'm a Freemasonic pretender pretending. I don't know how that works because if I'm pretending to be pretending, I would still be showing my true colors. So shout out to that retard that left that fucking comment. You're a fucking idiot. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to be talking some astrology, maybe some Trump stuff. Who knows where this conversation is going to go? This is all unscripted. But here we are. And yeah, so I do believe how Agrippa and all these guys talk about the astrological alignments and how that plays a role and how that affects man. That's, that's true. You know what I mean? That is actual history that the moon affects crop cycles and all these other things, but we take it a step further. And even Manly Hall talks about how there's keys to be able to decipher reality itself and even potentially tell the future. And I was, I forgot where I heard it, but when you reveal somebody your birth chart apparently they can look in the deepest darkest parts of your soul so it's not good to get a reading from just anybody because they can use that information Mm -hmm. for negative things what are your thoughts on that Mm -hmm. yeah um i would you know i'm i'm definitely very keen on getting my enemies my enemies uh birth charts you know because i want to know what they've got going on so you know the the bad guys are pulling up their enemies charts and using everything they can um did you ever hear about the war astrologer theophilus no i'm not too familiar with it because the new person that got introduced to me by a friend but theophilus was i believe an arabian or arabic astrologer and they would use him at time of wars so it's almost like a battle mage type of thing from dungeons and dragons the dude is a fucking war astrologer i don't know if you were familiar with that or not i haven't i haven't heard about that are you doing a tarot card reading on air right now 
Me? Yeah, what is that? No, I'm looking up. I was you made me think of something. I'm looking up this um I, I don't know about war astrology, but I was it made me think of this battle. There was this certain battle. Um can I get the name right now? It was in Africa. It was like the Zulu mm-hmm. versus the English. And basically there was this um big surprise attack coming where all these like tribesmen were coming with like, you know, thousands and thousands of men coming to surprise like a British fort or a, you know, a British army out, out in their territory pretty much. And this battle started uh, right when we're at the peak of the battle, a solar eclipse happened and they had no idea it was going to happen. So at the bloodiest point in the battle, you had this solar eclipse and the sk- like everything went black. And I don't know, it just made me think of that. It makes me think that the tribesmen probably knew that it was going to be, you know what I'm saying? They were, they were waiting for this solar eclipse to uh, do this attack. That's not exactly astrology, but it's, you know. It's the timing of the celestial bodies. And that's the whole thing behind the movie Apocalypto, right? Where Mm -hmm. the shaman is able, he knows when the eclipse is going to happen. So the people have to do whatever he wants in order for him to bring the sun back. And I think this is seen a lot of time. I'm sure that there was guy con men like that all throughout history that were making people believe that they had supernatural powers because they were able to time the, again, the celestial movements of the celestial bodies and the planets and all these things. So where do you want to begin with this whole astrology thing, bro? Because it goes deep. And you told me about how each different part of the world is ruled by a different sign. Mm-hmm. There are different people who are ruled by different signs, obviously. Yeah. And I was listening to the, I forgot what the name was. It's a Gnostic text where it, I think it's the creation of the world or some, something like that, where it talks about the creation myth. And from the Gnostic point of view, where Sophia gives birth to Yadaboath, and every celestial body is a different dimension and a different demon. And that orbit is that demon's domain. And that's mm-hmm. what the Gnostic cosmology believes in, that every single demon, every single celestial body you see is a different demon with a different name, and it rules. And when your soul transcends because that's a that's also a greek idea that the soul has to pass through all the orbits of the the planets and you have to every single orbit you have to overcome that demon and learn its name because they say in order for you to defeat a demon you need to know its name so when you transcend through the orbits your and your soul's entering a different dimension in every single orbit and you learn the demon's name and if you get succumbed by one of these demons you've succumbed to lust or greed or any of the seven deadly sins because they attribute that to the seven celestial bodies. And, I mean, I find Gnosticism very fascinating, but they obviously flip everything on its head, and it's super heretical. Yeah. Yeah, well, the Gnostics were pretty interesting. Um, You know, they're the true Christians. They're the people that uh, embraced the pagan origins, and they didn't dismiss them as being evil. Um, that was the, the later clergy. Um, but regardless, um, 
as far as the spheres go and descending descending down into um you know reincarnating onto the onto the planet you do pass through each seven of the uh the, the spheres so to speak not the spheres but each one of the planets has a almost a, a layer outside of this realm <clears throat> and as your soul comes down through it the moon being the closest to the earth is the last that the soul passes through and what does soul mean soul means sun so your soul is your sun you know your sun energy so that right there is astrology. Everyone says soul, soul. And what's soul backwards? Soul backwards is luz, which means light in Spanish, right? Latin, luz, soul. And Latin is backwards, by the way. Latin is um, backwards uh, Germanic or a Nordic language. It's really interesting. I didn't know about that, but... I attribute even the story of Jesus and his 12 disciples. Jesus is the sun and the 12 mm -hmm. disciples are the 12 zodiac signs. And right. even the name Saul, all man is the sun in three different languages. So Solomon is actually also, they talk about how the Bible is it, like the Zoroastrians, right? The, the, the whole myth, it's a, it's a copy yeah. of that. And also that it is an alchemical text more than anything. And it, everything's encoded. Yeah. If I can hop in on, on the, um, on the disciples. So absolutely the, the disciples are the 12 signs of the Zodiac. Um, Jesus was never a real person, not in the sense that we think, um, if he was, he, he wasn't, didn't look like what we think. His name wasn't Jesus Christ. I can promise you that. Um, we know that Jesus was made in the image of Cesare Borgia. Cesare Borgia, um, the son of a pope. And he became the printed image of Jesus, um, what, so like 500 years ago, you know. And blah, 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 blah. So to the disciples... We know the disciples are the, the signs of the Zodiac. You don't have to believe in that. There's no believing. If you know your etymology, it's obvious. So we have um, Philip means horse lover. Philo means love. Hippo means horse. Philip means horse lover, horseman. So Philip is Sagittarius. Thomas means twin. Thomas means twin. Um, thus, it's Gemini. Peter was the first pope. Peter is Jupiter. And that's another reference to Pisces. So that's why Peter was the first pope after Jesus' death. Because Peter is Pisces. He's, also, he's the sign that represents Pisces. Jesus himself represented Pisces because throughout all the ages, you get this solar myth of the sun traversing the zodiac so back in the age of taurus it was um the bull it was a bull god with the bull you know the, the sacrificial altars and everything was was bull worship that was the age of taurus which was the year 4000 bc to 2000 bc then we get the age of aries from 2000 bc to zero from zero 
to 2080 was the age of Pisces. And now we're in the age of Aquarius from 2000 to uh, 2000, 2012, same thing, to, uh, you know, 4000 AD. So, yeah, there you go. Disciples, the Zodiac. And Judas is Scorpio. Judas is Scorpio because he's the backstabber. He stabbed Jesus in the back. Closed. Um, he, uh, some people keep coming up to the door because I have the lights on. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, J- Judas is the backstabber. He's Scorpio. Um, and his last name is Iscariot, I think. Also, yeah, Isikarot uh, or something like that? Isikarot? Yeah, Iscariot, I think. Iscariot, but uh, yeah. that also ha- uh, translates roughly to eagle or dagger or something like that. And so he's Scorpio. He's the backstabber. He's winter. So Jesus's life is the, the path of the Zodiac, right? And we know that he, he was born on the solstice, the winter solstice, and he died on the equinox. I think, yeah, I think I got that right. But um, if you want to know your timelines... If you want to know your timelines, let's start with recorded history. So 4,000 BC is pretty much when we start seeing civilization. Now, I don't know what got reset before that or what, but from 4,000 BC to 2,000 BC, like I said, we, we see all the bull worship. So the, the prime god, because that was the age of Taurus, Taurus means bull, Toro, bull. So Taurus is, every time you see these these cave drawings of, of cows or the cow god, or you hear about the ancient Sanskrit, you know, Vedic people uh, worshiping the cow, revering the cow, this was the age of Taurus, right? Now, Tartarian, the, the word Tartarian uh, talks about Taurus. The word Tartarian is the word Taurus and Aries put together. Because that is when these people really started um, referring to themselves as Aryan. So that's another thing. You know, we talked last time about how Aryan does not mean white white um, supremacy. What Aryan means is during the age of Aries. And that is when the European race probably landed, came from Atlantis and was calling themselves Aryan because they're in the age of Aries. Here, let me go. I'm going to go close the blinds real quick. Yes, this is all very fascinating. So Dr. Longo is at his bookstore and he does have people peeking in and out of the windows and there's people making noise and all kinds of stuff but it's all good it's all good make sure to check out his bookstore i'm very excited to be to be visiting i'm going to visit not this weekend next weekend and i'm very excited because i did start i kicked my book writing into overdrive so hopefully i can find some good source material there at the bookstore and get to chat we're gonna have some presents for you too oh dude hell yeah awesome So we have this Tartarian Atlantis connection when it comes to 
right? Because we know that mainstream history is fucked up. It's fucked. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They want to censor it. They want to... The the establishment, the, the educational establishment is ruled by... You know, and made up by the Rockefellers and, and a lot of these powerful families since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. We know this shit, right? Well, medicine, you know, the Rockefeller, um, the American bloodlines go back farther than America, of course. Um, for example, the Collins family, like we, we talked about last time, what was Christopher Columbus's real name? Uh, Cristobal Colon. Well, Cologne is the, um, you know, the Italian name. Colombo, Columbus is the Portuguese name, right? When he goes to America, when his descendants start spreading out in America, it's the Collins family. Collins. When, in the, when they're in Israel, it's the Cohen family. Is you that why it's the this? Colonies? Colonies? Yes, yes. Well, that's why it's... Colony, exactly. Colony. Colonial, um, yeah, yeah. Colonial, and then, Colo- you know, District of Columbia. You know, are, are, is everyone just talking about Columbus, or is there a Columbia family? Seems like there's a Columbia family, you know, a bloodline. And so, medicine. Medicine, like you said, Rockefeller got us on to do- the doctor hospital system, you know. Well, medicine comes from the word Medici. Medici is, uh, you know, the uh, the cult of the, Medici. Have you heard of that series? Before? Yeah, they're they're not they're not the greatest of families. Um, they have su- not such a great history, and but uh, I think we should touch on the the uh, astrological tendencies of the races. Because this is very interesting. You start to see how culture develops and where culture springs out of and where the different races get their their influence and their aesthetic, you know, and um, and their gifts. Uh, so I think we should start with the... Uh, yeah, because it's interesting that every single different... So when it comes to astral theology... It's, it's weird how every single culture has different views on the same thing. For example, in Japanese cosmology, the sun is feminine and the moon is masculine. So they uh-huh. inv- inverted it. Why did they? We don't know, but very, very interesting. But yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and, and continue with why each race has certain tendencies and why they act the uh-huh. way they do. So in the beginning, we were all brown-haired, brown-eyed. We were all Mediterranean-looking, for, ma- for lack of a better word. Um, possibly, you know, Hispanic, maybe. But dark-skinned, dark-eyed. There was no white. There was no black. People don't like to hear this, but that's the way it was. And this one race could live all over the planet as one family and we all looked very very similar very similar we all looked like we were we belonged to the same family because there was no variation among the planet it was tropical all over there was banana there was papaya 
there was mango on. And we know this to be true. Science admits this. Science says, you know, during the dinosaur age or whatever, it was tropical all over. Something changed. Well, something did change. It was perhaps something we did. We messed up. We might have committed the first sin. We may have, whatever it was, God might have just wanted to make the game a little more interesting. But we got punished. And punished, we got punished with hell. And we've been, we've been led to believe that hell is hot today. That it's scorching hot. And that's, you know, what's so punishing about it. In reality, hell is freezing cold. It's freezing. That's worse than heat. Now, you speak Spanish. Can you tell me what uh, winter is in Spanish? Invierno. So it sounds like inferno. Now, now tell me hell. Infierno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's even, it's even closer in Italian. So winter is hell. And we know that because Santa is Saturn. Santa is, <laughs> is, Santa is Satan. And Satan comes in hell. Saturn rules winter. Saturn rules Capricorn, which is the height of winter, the winter solstice, when the sun is at its weakest. Saturnalia, right? The, mm -hmm. the, exactly. The That's festival. The yeah. The Roman Christmas where they do elect the pseudo king and at the end they do sacrifice that pseudo king. It's a very fucked up. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and there's also another one that came before that, but definitely that that's what inspired our Western Santa Claus. It is also related to Mithras, where December 24th or 25th is the birthday of Mithras, the lion-headed man, I guess, with a serpent around his body kind of looking thing. Yeah, yeah. Mith Mithra is... is often linked to the bull too he's a, a bull god a lot of the time but i'll tell you here here's here you go you know this is astrology answers everything and it makes everything so easy so sphinxes and griffins and you know like uh, composite animals like that uh, like uh chimeras exactly with like lion you know features with, or a lion's body with lion's paws, eagle wings, a scorpion's uh, tail, and then the face of a human. Well, those are the four f fixed signs of the zodiac. Those are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. Taurus, the bull, and some of them have bull features too. I forgot. I forgot to mention that. Bull, eagle, human. Lion. Those are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. Taurus, the bull. Aquarius, the human. Scorpio, the eagle. And Leo, the lion. So you'll always see those four mixed together. Then if you go to the, to the mutable, the mutable signs, the four mutable signs, Sagittarius, Gemini, um, Pisces, and Virgo. What you'll see are the serpent with two faces and uh, horse features or like a, a seahorse. Medusa, like, right? With the two faces. She looks right. at herself as beautiful. But then there's the other one with the where she's a with monster. Serpents. Mm -hmm. Because because Virgo, Virgo isn't the serpent, but it's 
Virgo's symbol is the caduceus with the two serpents. So that's one serpent. Pisces rules sea monsters, whales and fish and things that, that um, swim in a slither. Uh, Pisces is the fish, but also sea monsters that, you know, it's hard to memorize all this stuff if you're hearing it for the first time. But um, Sagittarius is the horse, of course, half human, half horse. But so when you, when you did they mix them as they would rotate in the sky? Because the whole story is that a shepherd would trace the constellations as he was watching his herd. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> Astro- astrology was never invented ever. Astrology was never invented. It was never realized. It was never split up into 12 segments by humans. No. These are the same 12 threads that feed every, you know, every aspect of existence. So the 12 signs of the Zodiac, of course, rule the 12 disciples. They're the 12 Olympus, you know, Olympians. They're the 12 labors of Hercules. Buddha had 12 disciples. Um, they're the 12 chromatic notes of music. And then, you know, if you go to seven, you have the seven planets. You have seven notes in a musical scale, seven colors of a rainbow, seven chakras, seven virtues, seven sins, seven days of the week, seven, you know, you can go on and on. Now, the, day, the days of the week is probably something that people need to know. People just need to know that, you know, as much as I want to keep some stuff for myself, this is, this stuff should be like the ABCs. People, you know, people should know that Monday is moon day. Sunday is Sunday. Mar Mars day is Tuesday. And if you know your Spanish, like I said, I think I said that last episode, if you know one Latin language and one Germanic language, you can understand every language on the planet through etymology and phonetics. You don't need to know a language if you know your phonetics. That's really interesting. So they were back again to the storytelling. I tell people that religion is, it's all part of the art of memory where arithmetic, in order for you to remember things and be able to recite them is to tell the craziest story you could possibly remember and you paint that mind palace and you construct the mind palace. And as you're remembering these things, you walk through that mind palace and the crazier these things are, the easier it is to remember them. So this is why a lot of these guys back then, there's people who literally go to palaces and just remember the layout to be able to mm-hmm. fill it in with information, uh, whatever that information is. And that's the, yeah. the mind palace, uh, uh, the mind palace technique, which I've used it before as well, but that's mm-hmm. why it's crazy. Look at the Iliad and all these other ancient texts where he's swimming to the bottom of the sea to get this plant, you know, Gilgamesh. And there's this Enki do this crazy wild man. Right. And, and she's trying to seduce him and all this other stuff, like uh, this crazy fucking story. Cause back then only the stuff that was truly important was the stuff that was chiseled in stone. You know, that's why they, they don't say it's, it's not written in stone. Well, it's not written in stone cause it wasn't important enough to be written in stone. So people would tell stories. It, it taps in. That's why a lot of people enjoy the story format podcast where it 
it taps into our primal nature as people and it really captivates it goes back to our ancestors that are sitting behind a fire telling a story about some crazy shit that's happening in the sky like the the mithras is fighting the bull and then you have the scorpion biting at the bull's balls or something like that you know like oh that's kind of funny that's comedy so let's add that in there you had people who would literally make entire sculptures of this you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and it was all it's an alchemical it's it's an alchemical equation in a statue form that's what it it goes back down to that because it uh, because alchemy also plays a role into all this shit Yeah, it does. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk about stories, I started telling a little bit of, of the greatest story ever, the, the real history of the human race. And this will tie into astrology. It, it ends with a nice astrological lesson. Um, as I was saying, the entire planet was tropical. Mango, banana, coconut. We were all brown hair, brown eyed. Something happened, it got cold, winter happened, it was flooding in some areas, it was frozen in others, there was ice sheets, glaciers, and Helsinki, this is in my finished video, but Helsinki, somewhere near the Arctic Circle, was the original North Pole of the planet, I've got my little prop here, the North Pole of the planet was rooted somewhere else than where it is today. And this is flat or round. This works on both systems. It doesn't matter. So whatever happened, our seasons shifted. Something happened and we were conditioned with winter. And our the movements of the sun especially became less predictable or still predictable but less constant. Speeds up and slows down throughout the year. Right, they'll say this is the wobble on the, the ball model, but we know that's that's all BS. So um, something happened, it was frozen, and the whole world lived in harmony before. The North Pole was the capital city of the planet, of this brown hair, brown eyed people. And from the North Pole, the knowledge, there was a... Uh, like Idrisil, what, what do they call it? Idrisil, where you have the, North the world Pole, tree, the world tree, mm-hmm. kind of like we're talking about the ancestral trees. Mm-hmm. You have the world tree that was planted in the North Pole, and that was the world tree. We don't know what that looks like today. No one gets to go over there, but um, it might be close to Helsinki, but hell was the name. It may not be Helsinki today, but hell was the name of this North Pole at the center point of our planet, plane, planet, whatever. And from there, the knowledge was dispersed outward to the the ringlands. There was various ringlands, like the Tropic of Capricorn, the Tropic of Cancer. And you notice where those get their names, Tropic of Capricorn, Tropic of Cancer. And those two signs are right across from themselves. If you know your astrology, that proves flat earth right there, but we don't have to get into that. Um, So the knowledge was dispersed from this capital city. And once the ice came, the capital city got blocked off from everybody else. The tropical lands remained tropical 
but they became less, more variated, less constant. So now you had desert, you had tundra, you had Africa, you had Australia. Things became differentiated. Um, and when things become differentiated, whenever there are options presented, random, so-called random options, the planets lend themselves, lend their influence uh, automatically. There's no conscious God that's, you know, making all, all these correspondences happen. It's like Tarot. When you, when you let the, call, the, the, the cards fall, as they will, um, you know, the angels just show themselves through and make their influence known. So you don't believe that there is some sort of cosmic architect out there controlling the simulation? Well, or of course there is. There's the one God. Then there's the two gods, right? So there's the one God, the source, the universe. Universe, what does universe mean? Uni, one, mm. verse, word, or sentence. So mm. the one word, the one sentence, right? You could call this ohm if you wanted to. You could call this uh, source, you know, like like we said, the everythingness, the nothingness. But that's not good enough for God. God seeks to to multiply himself, to manifest himself, differentiate himself. So he does masculine and feminine. He created the sun and he created the moon. But when we say created, we don't mean at a point in time. This isn't a story, a linear story. It's like how you were saying before with the palace, the mind palace, you create the, the creation story, not because it's a point A to point B, but because it's a process of how God expresses himself through first through the sun. Then he differentiates himself to the feminine. The moon is the exact reflection of the sun. The sun is the least. One second. The sun is the least dense uh, object in the sky. It is the most fiery and most ethereal. So think you can think about the the um, the sky as you know the firmament. The sun is just a lens, an open lens that is showing unobstructed divinity, unobstructed God, unobstructed light, goodness, energy, and it's coming through so hot, so radiantly. Right now, the moon is the opposite of that, where you have the cold, the wet, and it's the most dense object in the sky. So what you see is the moon is made of selenite, by the way. The moon is made of selenite. The precious stone, the, the one that recharges? Yes. Interesting. If you look at it, the moon looks like selenite. Mm -hmm. It has the same translucent quality, and selenite means moonstone. Selene means the moon. Selenite means moonstone. And moonstone something else, but blah, blah, blah. So back to the, uh, to the um, sun and the moon. So God differentiates himself between masculine and feminine. But then even past that, that's not good enough for him. He needs to become three-dimensional. So, and, and we're saying he, because everything up there in the sky is masculine in a broad scale. 
Everything down below us is feminine. So there's fire and air up there. There's earth and water down there. There's no mag. There's no magma. There's some lava, but there's no you know hot hot core. But from the two, from the mother and the father, you get the Trinity. So God unfolds himself into another dimension, and he's the three, the Trinity, the father, the mother, and the child, the offspring. So this is um, Mother Mary, Father Joseph, Jesus. This is Isis, Osiris, Horus, and so on. It has its, its equivalent in virtually every faith. Now, in Christianity, what they did was they messed with that. They took out the goddess, and they made it three men. That's why Christianity is so gay. <laughs> and that's why, that's, why they, that's why there's so many pedophiles and molestations. Um, because they don't celebrate. That would be Catholicism, though, right? Which obviously birthed well, Christianity. Well, well, they're the most guilty of it, but it happens in other churches, too. It happens in every religion in every faith but let's not let's not lie it happens in christianity a lot more so we get the father the mother and the the holy spirit the offspring right the union of masculine and feminine which in itself is a third entity so now we have the three but that's not good enough either so now he expresses himself unfolds those three into the seven and now God has seven faces. Now with seven faces, with seven different, you know, clones, you can get a lot more done. So through the seven planets, God makes himself more efficient, if that makes sense, more um, precise. Rather than having one God, how hard is that one God to understand? If it, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult. So when he has seven faces, God becomes, we have the God of war, we have the God of love, the God of knowledge and learning, you have the God of religion, you have the God of control and punishment, and then you have the God, well, the sun, the sun and the moon too. But um, the, the human body is also a map of astrology. You have the five planets right here, okay, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Saturn, Satan. This is the fuck you planet, you know? This is the fuck you finger because it's Saturn, Satan. This is the love finger. This is why you get married on this finger. It's Venus. And this is the the uh, Mercury finger. Yeah, there you go. Is that what this is? Yeah, that might have the wrong correspondences, but that's the idea. Interesting. So Mars is the thumb because that's action. Mars is all about action and you can't get anything done without a thumb. Jupiter is the planet of religion and luck. This is the finger you use to point the way, point the way to, you know. This is Satan. This is the bad finger, like we said. Venus, the love finger, and this is Mercury. So snobby people, educated people, you know, they sip their tea with their with their pinky out you know that's a stretch but so we also see this how you can know that the 12 signs of the zodiac are not 
just made up is that we have 12 systems in the body. So as the, if you know this, if you know your anatomy, there's 12 systems in the body. So Aries rules the cerebrospinal system, uh, Sagittarius rules the muscular system and so on. You know, Pisces rules the circulatory system, I believe, and they each have a correspondence. So there aren't 13 systems in the body. There's 12 systems in the body and they correspond directly. And I, for those that haven't checked out the occult anatomy of man by Manly P. Hall, I think you should check that out because it also the story of Christ, because from Gnostic cosmology, the, the Christ is a title. Jesus was the man. And in the river of Jordan, he was possessed by Christ, the spirit. And uh-huh. the spirit obviously came through the aeons and shot into the body of Jesus, the man. And it, it's only a title. Now, it's very interesting the way that they that they paint it out because John the Baptist by the Mundians or the Manichaeans, I forget which ones, he's revered as the actual Messiah because he's the one that supposedly was able to put this in Jesus. It, again, it's a very weird, mm-hmm. and that's why it's heretical. That's why these guys were burned at the stake, and they were all killed because they're talking about some stuff that, I mean, you, it's heretical. It's heretical as fuck. So mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy that the, the Gnostic cosmology when it comes to that because it paints a different picture of the entire story. Uh, but I do 100% believe that any religion is the retelling of the same story, just with different faces and a little plot twist here and there. They change it up just enough for the political era, for what the political atmosphere was at the time. Uh, Constantine, right? He wanted to, it's one thing to say, Hey, I'm going to be your King or your emperor or whatever. It's one thing to say, Hey, God appointed me to be your emperor. There's two different connotations. And the way it it hits people, it's a lot different, right? It's going to appeal more. And people were way superstitious back then. So, of course, they're going to, oh, God sent him to us, right? Look at the movie Apocalypto, right? The, the shaman, like, oh, he's the one that has all the power. We have to sacrifice all these people. Hurry, hurry, hurry. It's a natural thing that occurs in the sky, but the dude is using it for his gain. Uh, so I, I've always enjoyed that, that Gnostic cosmology when it comes to that, where it paints... It is a mm-hmm. it is a story in the sky, essentially, and they do switch yeah. it around one hundred percent. So that's another beauty of astrology is that we can know how they control us and how they're going to control us. I think I said in the last podcast, uh, an astrologer six thousand years ago could have told you what technology would look like today. There's always been advanced technology, but the type of technology that serves us in this age is much different than the technology that served us in the last age. So, and that, that has to do with how they're going to control us too, because in the age of Aries, you had to individually subdue your opponents because every man was a warrior in the age of Aries. There was no baker, there was no, you know, um, cobbler. You were a soldier primarily, unless you were part of some fringe civilization. 
Now, every man, like I said, was a warrior and was a, was trained in the arts of war. And there really wasn't much conquering going on. It was just fighting and, you know, everyone had to hold their own. So if you got taken over, you got taken over. It wasn't as treacherous and conniving as it is today and it, as how it was in the last age, Pisces as well. So in the age of Aries, well, we should start in the age of Taurus. In the age of Taurus, you had matriarchal society because in the age of Taurus, Taurus's rule is a feminine sign. It's the most feminine sign and it's ruled by Venus and the moon. So in that age from 4,000 BC to 2000 BC, you see the, the cow worship like we were talking about, but also you see uh, goddess worship and you see matriarchal society. And then at the age of Taurus, when the age of Taurus switched over to the age of Aries, um, about 2000 BC, you get, you get patriarchal society and people start worshiping the ram and you see the ram's horn you know everyone's blowing the ram's horn everyone's uh, using the ram's blood and stuff like that because it's the age of aries so their god had the form of a ram now um like i said i don't know how much controlling was going on in the age of taurus i i personally think that the age of taurus was kind of like a little mini uh golden golden age well, I guess it was the Bronze Age. Is that where the golden cow comes from? Was that Taurus season? <laughs> well, kind yeah, kind of, kind of. But Taurus is all about um, femininity and nature. So I don't think there was much dick measuring going on in this in this age, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right? So people were just kind of lazy and just ate and, you know, had a... You, just reproduced and life was pretty sweet. Sweet would be the key word for that age, Taurus. And there's not much to say. And there's a kind of a blank spot in history for in the age of Taurus, the age of Gemini, uh, back until, until you get to the uh, Ice Age 10,000, 15,000 years ago. But whatever. So the, in the age of Aries, you have military. Military is... Uh, Military strength is like the primary virtue. So in the whole age of Aries, there was not one inkling, not one of the philosophers said anything about uh, world peace because there was no, what's world peace for? Everyone's fighting and there's nothing wrong about fighting because fighting was a virtue. It was, you could actually get to heaven by fighting. That sounds strange to say. Valhalla, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you had all these warrior religions where that was your number one path to God. And, and in the age before that, the number one path to God was through nature in the age of Taurus. Now in the age of Pisces, we see organized religion. What year, what year are we in? This is the, this is the, the axial age, right? The, Ages. That would be zero. So Aries is 2000 BC to zero. Okay. And then zero to 2000 is the birth of Christ, the birth, mm -hmm. birth of Jesus, 
and Jesus is Jupiter. Jupiter, Jesus is Ju- Jupiter Zeus. Mm-hmm. G Zeus, hey Zeus, right? Hey Zeus, you know Zeus. So Jupiter is, is Jesus, and Jesus is he's Thor. He's King Arthur. His day is Thursday, Thor's day. Oof, yeah. His his planet and sa- his uh, holiday, which is in Sagittarius, is Thanksgiving. Thor's giving, which is all about abundance and wealth. And there's no, there's just, the only holiday that has no bad interpretation whatsoever is Thanksgiving. That has no spiritual guilt tripping whatsoever. You know. Uh, Thanksgiving is all about positivity. Is it though? Abundance. Is it though about the genocide of? Okay, well, maybe. maybe. Okay, but yeah. <laughs> but Thanksgiving is Jupiter because Jupiter rules two signs: Sagittarius, which is when Thanksgiving is. That's when I'm born, November twenty third, nineteen ninety six. I won't. I won't give out the time, so I can't get black magicked. But um, November twenty third. So some years my day falls, my birthday falls on Thanksgiving and I'm the first day of Sagittarius. So that's how, you know, Thanksgiving is the holiday for Sagittarius, just like Christmas is the holiday for Capricorn, the goat with that is ruled by Saturn. Saturn rules Capricorn. The word sacrifice um, comes from the word Capricorn. The, um, uh, what was I going to say? Halloween is Scorpio, which is Scorpio is all about sex and death. Well, what do we do on Halloween? You dress sexy or you dress dead, you know, like a dead person. So that's Scorpio. They're all they're all kinky and about death and rebirth and, you know, the dark underworld. Then you have Libra and we're going backwards, but that's okay. Libra, you have the... Um, you have the fall equinox. So Libra is the fall equinox, the cusp of Libra. And you see the Jewish holiday falls on that. Uh, I forget which one, but one of the Jewish holidays falls on on Libra, on the fall equinox. Then you have St. Patrick's Day in Pisces because Patrick is Jupiter. Um, because, okay, it's a... Etymology can be a little stretchy sometimes, but Patrick is Potterick. Potterick is Peter, if that makes sense. Potter and mm-hmm. Harry. Uh, so that there you go. Harry Potter. Harry Potter with his lightning bolt tattoo. This lightning bolt is interesting. What's Harry Potter's is, birthday? Let's look that up. I don't. I don't know. But um, I know the actor. He's he's a Leo, but that doesn't matter. But Harry Potter has the thunderbolt because he is Jupiter. Jupiter, Jupiter. He is Harry Potter. Harry Peter. He's Peter, the first pope. He's St. Petersburg, which is all... July all 31st, from. 1980. That would make him a Leo in real... In Is that the actor? No, the, the character. <laughs> okay, so they chose a Leo for, to play a Leo. Yeah, you'll find that a lot in... You'll find that a lot in movies too. I'm going to be doing stuff like that, going deep into like uh, Stanley Kubrick movies, 
doing a showing the astrology of people where it's pretty lame if you don't care about astrology but um it's not that i don't care about it. it's that i was not you i was not you. well my my case is i was raised i was born and raised pentecostal christian so when it comes to a lot of this would it, would it be it would be considered divination wouldn't it where you're looking at yes. the stars so here's here's another thing the only instance where where god condemns astrology condemns in the bible he never condemns astrology he condemns astrologers why does he condemn astrologers because back then astrologers were and look at what sentence he says it in he says beware of astrologers at the same time that he's saying beware of bankers money changers lawyers doctors even god even says beware of doctors because these are the people that have a highly specialized profession and if you don't know what you're doing when dealing with them you can get ripped off so that's what god's talking about he's not saying astrology is from the devil he's saying be care be weary of people that charge for their knowledge so to speak but astrology is good in the old testament uh uh, the Lord says to Moses, I, I think he might say it to Abraham, but he says, can you tell forth the Maseroth? And Maseroth means Zodiac. So he's telling his prophet, you know, can you serve me? Can you read the Zodiac or do I need someone else to do it? So he wanted his prophets to know their astrology. I want to read the definition of astrology here that I have an ancient system in which the positions of the planets and stars are used for prophecy and divination and which plays an important role in magic and alchemy of all the occult arts. Astrology is the most enduringly popular despite attempts by scientists to discredit it. Astrology is based on a principle attributed to Hermes Trismegistus as above. So below the ancients viewed earth and man as microcosms of the universe, a belief that endured through the Renaissance Astrology holds that the celestial bodies exert forces in it and exhibit personalities that influence people and events below in the microcosm. These influences may be determined by mapping positions in the sky at various times. The influences also are used to determine the most auspicious, 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 auspicious times yeah. to undertake magical work and alchemical processes. And what I was going to say earlier was that that idea of understanding the micro in order to understand the macro. So if you look at, if you break down the human body, the ancients wanted to understand it because if they understood the micro, they could understand the grander scale. If they were able to affect the micro, they could learn to affect the macro. And that's the whole thing with, with the law of attraction and things of these, of this nature. So I'm on board with that. And if you break down like the 33 vertebrae, 33 years of Christ. The river of Jordan is the, the spinal column that, you know, you know, goes and opens up. It's a, I did a whole episode on it like probably three years ago, but the, the body, the human anatomy, again, the occult anatomy of man is this same story told in a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so the, the human body is the Zodiac. If you could, lean back and grab your grab your your ankles in a loop like a yoga like a yoga position 
that is how the zodiac is painted in the sky. So you have, or you'd, you'd be going toe, toe to head, like a, like a scorpion almost. I've seen that before. There's a painting like that, right? Yeah. If you look up uh, Syncrota wheel, it's like Syncrota, it's kind of S-Y-N-C-R-O-T-A, Syncrota wheel, you can see this, um, what I'm talking about. But basically, you have the head, which is Aries, right? Aries is the ram, and rams have the horns on the front of their head, on their forehead, right? And that's because uh, Aries rules the cerebrum, the cerebram. You have the ram at the end, cerebram. So this is the Aries. Then on the back, you have the cerebellum. Yeah, that's Santos's, Santos Bonacci's. Yeah, I love Santos Bonacci. If you don't know Santos Bonacci, check I him out, by the way. I can't get this one open up bigger. But yeah, anyways, uh, I, I've seen right. that before. Yeah, right there. So on the back of the head, on the neck, you have the cerebellum. This is the back of the brain, the cerebellum. So you have the bowl. And bowl means bell. Bell rules. Taurus rules bell, bowl. You have bell flowers. You have the bell that you ring. Right, blah, blah, blah. So, um, Taurus is the cerebellum, the bowl. And it's also the throat, the neck. And bulls have that big, beefy neck. Then you have Gemini, which is the third sign. This is the arms and the hands, the twins. These are the twins. So we're going top down, first sign, second sign, third sign, Gemini's, the twins, the hands. Then you have cancer, the breast, and what's the most common type of cancer? Breast cancer. And why is that? Because cancer means to reproduce. That's the definition of cancer, you know, quick reproduction, where cells are reproducing too quickly. So cancer is the mother of the, of the zodiac because she is the nurturer. That's why she, she's in the breasts because you nurture children from the breast, right? You uh, nurse children from the breast. So cancer means reproduction. So the sign cancer has to do with motherhood, but then you have the disease cancer that's named cancer because it's, it's when a cell reproduces too quickly and that is where the name cancer comes from because it's it's like reproduction you get it i think i think i made it clear so this is taurus sorry gemin cancer sorry someone texted me threw me off uh cancer is the breast then next you have leo in the heart leo is the heart like a lion's the heart, heart of a lion yeah the heart of a lion. Pride. Uh, Corazon de Leon. Mm-hmm. Cor, de, Cor de Leon. You know, this it's the same theme in almost every language. So then you have, I'm going to stand up. Then you have Virgo, the belly. Virgo rules caves. These, mm. are the ca- these are the caves, the intestines, the tunnels. Virgo is the hermit. The hermit lives in the cave, goes into the mountain, right? This is the the inners, the inners of the earth. Hermit, Virgo, Hermes is Mercury, Mercury rules Virgo, blah, blah, blah. 
Then you get Libra. Libra is the scales, right? Libra is the kidneys. If you see the kidneys, they look like scales. They come down and they drop down in the lower back. And Libra is the scales. And they keep balance too in the body. They exactly. They have to, exactly. They have and they have to be balanced too. Um, then you get. I'll stand. I'll stand back up. Then you get Scorpio, which is the sex organs. Right. Scorpio is all about sex. You get it rebirth. It also rules like you know the uh, excretory system. So it's your it's your butt and your sex organs. It's it's where the sun doesn't shine too. That's a, that's keep that in mind. Where the sun doesn't shine, that's because it's Scorpio. When the sun is about to be at its lowest, when the sun is betrayed and stabbed. It's Interesting. So then you get uh, Sagittarius, which is the hips. It's the hips and the thighs. So with the thighs, the hips and the thighs, the word hip comes from the word hippo, which means horse. Hippo doesn't mean hippo. Hippo gets the word hippo, gets the name hippo, because hippo already meant horse to the Greeks. And then when they went to Africa, they saw the hippos, and they're like, they're, they look like water horses or river horses. So that's where you get the word hippopotamus. Potamus, like potable, water. Potamus means river or water, so it means water mm-hmm. horse. So hippopotamus doesn't have to do with with hippo or uh, philip like we said philip felipe this is the sagittarius name and people's names mean people's names are are their zodiac signs you'll find this very often like um whatever i won't tell you my name but uh <laughs> um, dr narco longo is your name yeah bro. that's all that's all you have to worry about but um Going past, uh, going past Sagittarius, the hips and the thighs, that's the horse. And when you look at a horse, what's the most prominent part of a horse? They have those hips, those big hips Got and a thighs. a big old ass, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, the, the butt, too. Like, the butt muscles, a Sagittarius rules. Um, the anus, Scorpio rules. I, I know you want to write that down. You need <laughs> I actually know people who they do, I I don't know what it would be called, but they've sunbathed their assholes. They say it's really good for you. Well, I mean, yeah. I think every part of your body should get sunned at least once. You ever done that, bro? You ever just stretched your ass out and just sat in the sun? (laughs) No. I mean, I've tanned naked. I I had a house that I could go on the roof on. And I think, you know... It's not that it's like a fetish or anything, but you have skin all over your body. Mm-hmm. Every square inch of your skin should get at least a little sunlight. Yeah. So, yeah. So there you go. You know, do what you will. <laughs> I have, uh, so I, I have this, this, I'm sorry, you can continue, but I have this really interesting overview of astrology in the Encyclopedia of Magic and Alchemy by, I forgot her name. Yeah, let me finish the body parts. I'm I'm four away from being finished. So we're at the Sagittarius, asshole, I think, right? <laughs> Sagittarius is the hips and the thighs, and you'll find that each of these signs have prominent body parts like this. Like I'm a Sagittarius, I have big hips. You know, even for a skinny for a skinny guy, 
I have. What big, does Taurus have? Have big dicks or what? No, no. That's that's actually that's actually Sagittarius. Half 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 human, half horse. But uh. So what, what's horse, Taurus's thing? Horse from the waist down. Um. So one second. Taurus is the neck. Taurus is all about the throat. So you probably give great throat. <laughs> That's fucking gay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, Taurus is also, yeah, it's just the neck pretty much. It's the throat and the neck, but it's not the voice, if that makes sense. So, but past Sagittarius, now we're at the 10th, the 10th sign of the Zodiac. Capricorn is the knee, is the knees. And where do we see the word cap? The knee cap, Capricorn, it's the goat. Um, you'll see the goats are always using their knees. Their knees are always bent. Their, their knees are very rarely straight, especially when they're climbing those mountains. They're putting all their weight in their knees. You know, that's a, you don't have to worry about that. But then you have Aquarius, which is the shins and the calves. Um, and the ankle, the ankle, the shin, and the calf. So below the knee, above the foot. Now, Achilles, 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 you know, you can swap the R with the L in many languages, like I said, and Achilles becomes Aquarius. And how did Aquarius get, how did Achilles get dipped into the holy water? He got dipped by his ankle. So he got held by his ankle and dipped into the water. So these body parts come through the myths too. It's all in the Bible too. But now we're at Pisces, the fish. And Pisces, if you know your Spanish, and a lot of these body parts correspond in Spanish, but um, like mano, like mano is hand, right? Mano is Gemini. And we're going to stretch it, but Gemini turns into Gemano. Mini, Mono, Gemini, Mono is the hands. But with feet, you're gonna see it's much more it's much more clear. Pisces is pescado, fish. Well your feet in Spanish are pies, right? Pies, right. pescado. Yep. Mm-hmm. So with, with Pisces, you'll see how one sign of the zodiac branches out into a million different aspects but all back to one theme so with pisces the word peace comes from pisces the word because peace the peace sign is the vesica pisces the original peace sign is when two circles mix mix together and you get that uh, slit in the middle that crescent double crescent in the middle that's also where you get the word pussy so p nice. so pussy pussies because that's the slit you know that's like and pussies are fit are fishy you know not no, they shouldn't be but <laughs> you'll see that pescado pisces pussy piece piece of pizza a pizza is the circle and you're taking a slice out of that circle it's, it's the same idea you're using pie a pie of pizza Pi is the how you get the diameter of a circle, you know, or the circumference of a circle using the radius, whatever. So pi, Pisces, you see how it how this theme goes throughout almost every 
word or Pisces word. And that's where you get all those symbols that correspond to Jesus. The fish is Jesus. Um, Isn't that weird, though? The fish, which is related to the womb or the vagina, would represent Jesus. Have you ever... It's going to get kind of weird, but have you ever heard of the, the Jesus' vagina story? Have you heard that before? No. You never heard that before? Well, no. Jesus has a vagina, and this is really heretical, but the, the slit on the side of Jesus. Okay, yeah. There's been a lot of, there's a lot, there's paintings, actually, medieval paintings of that being the feminine aspect of Jesus, because obviously it, when they cut into him, it, it spills out blood and some sort of water what do women you know with the period and all that stuff it's blood Mm -hmm. and fluids right and there are paintings of people being birthed through the side through that cut Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's it's almost it's almost (laughs) like a like a cesarean section yeah yeah exactly so Mm -hmm. it's kind of it's really interesting though if people didn't know jesus does have a vagina you can look it up yourself well jesus was a pisces and jesus was a pussy he was all about peace and he would let someone slap him and he wouldn't slap him back. Yeah, well, exactly. We should name the episode that Jesus was a pussy. If wow. you know any if you know any Pisces, that's what Pisces are like. And every 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 person has their breaking point. But Pisces are pushovers. Okay? So Pisces very often because they're they're too forgiving. And what was Christianity all about? Supposed supposed to be, you know, forget the control structure, forget the control. Turning the other cheek. But Pisces is all about just giving up, like don't fight. And pacifist, this is where the word pacifist comes from. You know, pacifist, Pisces, peace, pescado. It's all the same. It's all the same root. Um, And if, if you're weak and you give someone a weak handshake, you have a fishy handshake. You have give them a, a fish <laughs> because these are all symbols of, of softness and femininity. And Pisces is all about that. And it's a gift. So Pisces, you know, I think we should go into like a description of all the signs of the Zodiac too. And, and what they're like, we should start in order. Pisces is the last, but Pisces are very soft people, very sensitive, very quiet, very shy. And if, if you know one that isn't like that, it's because they're overcompensating for how sensitive they are. They might be overly violent. They might be overly dangerous. So you get like Kurt Cobain is like the, the number one Pisces archetype, the sad boy that's like always, you know, crying and, but very sensitive, very artistical. They're musically gifted. They're, um, artistically gifted they're one of the most creative signs and that emotion lends itself to you know musical genius creative genius but they go through a lot of torment because they feel everyone's feelings and that is what the age of pisces was like that's what christianity is all about i feel everyone's feelings when i do mushrooms well mushroom taurus is all about eating tauruses love to eat they love food. They so their connection with God very much is all about eating. So if you're going to eat a mushroom, even better. But um, let's just start with Aries. For those that don't know, their zodiac signs. You know, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. It's a fire sign. It's very hot. They're, the people have a very hot temperament. 
they walk in a room, it's very hot, it's spicy, they're high energy, they're very, um, you know, very uh, agile, but they don't think before they do. They're the fool of the zodiac because they're the first sign. They're like a baby in a in an adult body, and they bump into things head first like a ram. They they do without thinking. They rush into things without thinking, and that's good. So they're good leaders, but leader in the truest sense of the word. Leader as in being the first one leading, not like in the background telling people what to do. That's not that's not Aries. So Aries is the pioneer. They go first. They want to be the first one through the door. And back in ancient times, the soldiers and most men, most men, um, cultures would try and have their men born in the age of Aries because those were the most brave and courageous. That's fucking crazy, dude. Men. So you would have your soldiers be born in Aries. The Taurus, the Taurisians are usually, and Aries are usually, they're fit and they're muscular, but they're skinny. They stay skinny for the most part. Now, don't hold it against me if you're fat. Not you, but if there's an Aries out there that's fat, <laughs> you know, nothing's going to protect this you. This fucking doctor sucks. I'm fat as fuck. <laughs> so Aries is the violent. They're very violent. They're very... Um, explosive they're very they they start really fast you know they don't need any time to warm up they're always hot they're always ready to go they're always ramped up is trump is trump one because he's real quick on the trigger finger no we'll go into trump's chart Uh, i'll do anyone's (laughs) chart i'd love to explain people like that trump's a gemini gemini has a lot of those qualities like they're very quick very very quick they're very assertive but their whole thing is about social interactions. They're not violent unless it's coming to like a social level. They're the masters of the social domain. They are the master communicators. They're the master manipulators. They're the master. They're two-faced. But we don't want to skip Taurus. Let's, let's do Taurus. Taurus is the opposite of, of Aries in a lot of ways. Taurus is... Um, and we should go into the physical descriptions. Aries, you, the way that you'll know an Aries is by their forehead and their eyebrows. They have angry eyebrows. You know, they're very curled, almost like, like the Grinch. They look like uh, Klingons in Star Trek with the furled forehead. Very angry, you know, stuck angry all the time. Um, Taurus, you have... The eyes very far apart, like a cow. The eyes are on both sides of the head. Are my eyes far apart, dude? I don't think so. But um, you'll see that. Like Uma Thurman is a Taurus. George George Clooney is a Taurus. Um, Renee Zellweger is a Taurus. And these people have their eyes very far apart. Is the sloth from Ice Age a Taurus? Because his eyes are really far apart, too. What's his name? Sid? Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember what he is. But I'm going to look him up. Hold on. This is, this is important. Um, Gemini. So, okay. Tauruses are very slow. They're very slow moving. They love to eat. They, their thought pre- process is very slow. Taurus 
is the most inarticulate sign, meaning it, it takes the most energy for them to get a thought from their head out through their mouth, the way that they want it to be said. It's a long process for them. And that's why they get Taurus is the dumbest sign, basically, is what I'm getting at. Damn, um, bro. It's like that. But it's it's not like that, you know. These are just themes. But that is a current theme. You'll see. They're very materialistic. They're yes, very I am. not not in the bad way. They love their things. They I do. love their stuff. They collect. They're very Look at my fucking you know, wall, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if if they're in a relationship, they love they can be a little clingy, maybe. They no. love to just be, um, they love to hold on to things, whether it's people and, but, uh, Tauruses, they tend to be more burly, more on the burly side and more, um, just slow, slower paced and more calm. They're very calm and tranquil and they're like stone. Taurus rules stone. So they're like, it's like stoics. They're like, huh? Yeah. They're, they're stone like. They're very sturdy. You'll see that even the skinny Tauruses have very thick bones. They're very sturdy. And then you get to Gemini. Geminis are like, they're very bird-like. They're, they can be very serpent-like. They are two, bo- two heads on one body. Two people inside one body. Two, um, two different entities that are wrestling wrestling inside the body so they can be very happy at one point then they're there then they're very angry they can be your best friend then they'll be your worst enemy within a matter of, of seconds you know they're very polar because they're ruled by mercury and we're going to see the other sign that mercury rules virgo has some of those same qualities so aries is ruled by mars i should have said that taurus is ruled by venus so Aries, the masculine sign, ruled by Mars, the masculine planet. Taurus, the feminine sign, ruled by Venus, the feminine goddess. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Mercury is a little bit in between masculine and feminine. Um, but Gemini is a masculine sign. So Trump's a Gemini. Um, Angelina Jolie's a Gemini. Um... Tim Pool is a is a Gemini. I'm just pulling <laughs> out random ran, ran people. <laughs> but um, it's really interesting though because they do you feel that they put these people in certain positions according to their signs to be able to influence mm, a certain type much, of way? As much as I want to say, there's a they. There's a they that's definitely doing stuff like that, but I think it's it's more important to understand that this is how God like does his work. So, you know, for example, there's a part of your chart that tells you what your career is going to be, and you will be amazed at how accurate that is. And everyone has this in their chart. It's not like you need some fortune teller to, to figure it out for you you can see what your, what your purpose is in life. And some people, you know, a lot of like the very ignorant types will say, Oh dude, I earned, I earned everything in this fucking life, bro. I worked so hard for this shit. You're going to tell me it was all just the planets. And that's just ridiculous. You have to understand the difference between how 
and why. So you might have worked hard your whole life. You might have never given a shit about the planets and you might have gotten somewhere, somewhere good. You might be successful, you know? Well, it's not that astrology was helping you or hurting you that whole time. How you got there is what you did. But the why is astrology. And the why is always going to be there. No matter what type of person you are, you know, if a, a king, you're going to see that he's a king in their chart. Now, how they got there, that's more of like your willpower. That's more of your, um, your, uh, you know, that's destiny versus fate, will mm-hmm. versus fate type thing. Mm-hmm. The fate, the fate is your zodiac sign that is printed on you. That's stuck on you. You are your zodiac. You know, you are your horoscope, your um, birth chart. But past to that, you make the how, but the why is already there. Yeah, it's like the the tractus. The points are there. They're never they'll never change. But the void between them is what changes your journey. So now, sorry. What? No. What other? What was the last sign that you were on? Gemini. So Gemini, two faced. You know, they're very polar. They're hot and cold. They're very. Uh, you know, you get the idea there. Then they, they get likened to a snake a lot because of that, that two-sided nature. They're like a, um, they can, they can be a almost reptilian, like for lack of a better (laughs) word, because they show you one thing and then they can hide another thing, but they're the best on the phone. Gemini's you'll see there, they work from their phone a lot. They're the best with their hands and they're the best communicators. So they're, that makes them the best liars, too. What's Alex Jones? Oh, shit. I don't know. I, th- I, I don't know. I'm going to look up his birthday. If I had to guess, he's like a Virgo. But if you ask me any, any A-list celebrity, I can tell you there. Because once you know someone's uh, birth sign, birth day. February 11, 74. Oh, well, he's okay. He's an Aquarius. That makes sense. Aquariuses are the, the cartoon characters. They're, an, <laughs> they're animated. So Aquariuses are always like that. Like Johnny Rotten is an Aquarius. Um, very animated, she, very... Yes. Well, they look like cartoon characters. Entertainment. They have, they're, they're like caricatures. Ed Sheeran, Johnny Rotten... They both have orange hair. Look like aliens. Um, What's Nick Cage, or is he a B-list celebrity to you? Because Nick no, Cage he's, is my dad. He's a he's a Capricorn. He's a total Capricorn. Capricorns are all about comedy and tragedy, so they're like the comedy tragedy mask. They're either comedy or tragedy. I they love, love their they love their careers. They love their job. I fucking but, love um, Nick Cage. He's fucking amazing. So, so Nick Cage, um, you see, he he's very serious a lot of the time. Even when he's being funny, he's being very serious. And Capricorn is the comedian. Hail so, Nicholas Cage! Nicholas Cage. Bro, I'm gonna show you the some of the music that me and my friends make, like fake, <laughs> like fake rap music. Um, I I have like fifty rap rap songs, by the way. You're a rapper, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's you know, it's funny. We have a, we have a Nick Cage song, but blah blah blah. You can cut you can cut this out. 
But uh, I'm not gonna cut it out, bro. <laughs> so, so we're jumping all over the place. Nick Cage is a Capricorn, but Cancer is the mother of the zodiac. They have big titties a lot of the time. Cancer women will have big titties. You'll you'll notice. Um, Leos they stick their chest out. Leos they stick their torso out. Like look at me, you know. They're the lions. They walk into a room and they light up the room because they're ruled by the sun. Cancer is ruled by the moon. And the moon is the mother. The word um, mother comes from the word material. And the moon rules all material, all um, matter. Matter, mother, material, muter. It's, It's all the same word. Mud, you know. So that's all the feminine and cancer is the most. So Taurus is the most feminine sign. Cancer is the most motherly sign. Taurus rules fertility. Cancer rules motherhood and reproduction. So there's a distinction between the two. Now, Leo rules performance and entertainment. So Leo's, you don't, people don't like Leo's unless they're, unless they're being entertained by them. Because they can be like the sun. They're too bright. They're too hot. People don't want to be around them because they they hog the sun, the limelight, if that makes sense. They're loud. They like being loud. They like, um, they want to be the star of the show, the center of attention, like a cat. And all Leos are, <laughs> all Leos are narcissists. And it's, it's not because they're what, bad. What months, what months are those? So I know. So this is July 21st to August 21st, roughly. And they're narcissists, bro? Damn. Well, kind of. They have a tendency to... They, they think about themselves. All they. I don't think they, I know anybody. That's it's not a bad thing, too. That's, that's the beauty of astrology. You learn astrology, and once you know astrology and you know everyone's signs, you know... If a Gemini is being two-faced to me, I'm not going to take it personally. If mm. a if an Aries is picking a fight with me, I know it's not my fault. That's he's just an Aries. If a Scorpio backstabbed me, that's my fault because I should have known Scorpios are backstabbers. You know, don't don't put a Scorpio in a position where they have to can, pick yeah. where they can re- revenge you. You know get revenge on you interesting um so and sagittarius's are cheaters so if if you know you have to keep a sag if you're with a sagittarius you have to keep a sagittarius um interested because they'll they'll cheat on you you know blah 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 i don't want to make anyone angry with that That, that's just the truth capricorn is all about work they'll put their families behind their career and their family will be, well, Hey, what about me? What is, you know, why do you hate us? Well, they're just a Capricorn and they're being influenced by other planets that you may not be being influenced by, if that makes sense. And there are planets that rule your job, your school. These are all threads of life that even if there was no such thing as a school 10,000 years ago, these planets and these correspondences still exist. They're not made up whatsoever. They're, um, they're universal. And as the ages passed, pass, 
the way they express themselves might change. But, you know, Mercury rules education. So Virgos are the best students. Virgos are the, the bookworms. They get like straight A's and finish school early almost all the time. Capricorn, you'll see them become the managers. Capricorn and Libra become managers all the time. There are, they, they'll start a job and then they'll be the manager within a year. It just always happens. Um, what comes before a Taurus? Aries. Aries. Yeah. The ones that you said are fat, right? They're not fat. Aries, they, I mean, you know, <laughs> these are themes. These are themes. We're not talking, we're not talking about the individual people born in this sign. We're talking about the sign itself. Yeah. Now you have, you know, you have 12 different aspects to your chart. So no one's just one sign. I'm a Sagittarius. I also mm. have Taurus and Gemini in my chart. Oh shit! So, so I'm a Gemini. That's why I'm always talking with my hands. You're sitting. You're sitting back there, like chilled out, like a Taurus. <laughs> you know, I'm like in. The, I'm like over here trying to get my hands on, on everything because I have Gemini in my chart. Sorry, continue. Yeah, what was the next one? I mean, we we all we already went out of order, but I think we covered most of them. Aquarius, they're um, distant. They like their distance. They keep people at arm's distance. Um, they love people and cities and parties and festivals, but they don't like bringing people close, if that makes sense. Those are all the EDC people that go to fucking raves? Yes. So here, I'm in, a, I'm in a spiritual bookstore, and I can tell you the two signs that I, I promise with my own experience. The two signs that come into a spiritual hippie bookstore most often Aquarius and Sagittarius, because those are the two hippies of the Zodiac. Aquarius is like the revolutionary, the hippie, the um, LGBTQ, you know, it rules eclectic, weird things. And Sagittarius rules the rainbow. Sagittarius, those are the two signs most likely to be um, gay, trans, LGBTQ. Sagittarius aquarius and then libra but sag and aquarius because they're the wild the wild you know weird weird ones but uh sag and aquarius come into this bookstore most often so aries you'll aries and leo you'll always see them working out or you know staying physically active um but whatever so I'm trying, the eight, I'm trying to find my chart because I have it somewhere here. Okay. Yeah, I could maybe do that. I don't know how interesting that would be for people, but no, I'm not sharing it. I just want to see what else is in there. Yeah, it, tell me your tell me your moon and ascendant if you can do that. I have to look for you. Can keep talking. Okay. So whatever. I think we I think we covered each of them a little bit. Um, Libra is all about aesthetic. Libra is where you get the word library, libre, freedom, um, the bar. So Libras are all about 
they love to party and drink. Libras are big drinkers. They love to drink and get drunk. That's they rule. Uh, Libra rules the kidneys, you know, and drinking has a lot to do with the kidneys, the liver too, but the kidneys. Um, and Libra is where the word lawyer and law comes from. Well, you have, if you want to get drunk and have fun like a Libra, you go to a bar. If you want to become a lawyer like a good Libra, you pass the bar exam, right? So you see the correspondence mm -hmm. between drinking culture and, and the law, and both are ruled by Libra. So I think that's, I think we covered everyone pretty much. Scorpio is all about sex. You know, that's kind of a cliche, but it's true. They're very sexual. They're very, um, they love a deep connection. They like to penetrate things. They, they want to get to the, the, nice. root, the core of everything. So that can be a sex thing. That can be, you know, penetration, or it can be them going deep. They're the most focused sign. They're highly focused. They're like a hawk. Scorpio is the hawk, the eagle. They're up, you know, they can be up a, a mile above the sky and they can see a little rat on the ground from a mile up. So that's Scorpio. And Scorpios are sexy. They're, they're people's favorite sign to look at in terms of sexuality. So Leonardo DiCaprio, Ryan Reynolds. Um, Interesting. I even like looking at them. Ryan Reynolds and Leonardo DiCaprio are fucking beautiful. Leonardo DiCaprio, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. Um, the list goes on and on. Seriously. Scorpios, they're all the, the heartthrobs. They're the seducers. They're the people that that just, even if they're not being sexual, they spark sexuality in others. So that's where the theme comes from. Then you get Sagittarius. Like we said, they're wild. They're the horse of the Zodiac. The horse needs lots of room to run around. Um Sagittarius's tend to be big, like big. They're either alpha male types, like big and like, like you know, very uh, jovial and jolly, or they're the runts, like the the runt of the the litter. So they'll either be stunted or they'll be very big. But Capricorn, yeah, we already talked. I think we talked about everyone a little bit, but um. Trying to figure Back. out what's in my moon because it's like some weird sign. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I can do I can do yours real quick. Astrotheme.com is the best website, by the way. You can do it for free whenever you want. Alright, this doesn't work. Oh no, it's working. Okay, Juan, what's your birthday? April 23rd. I'm going to censor this out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. We can, yeah, you can just cut this out or whatever you want to do. Okay. City of birth? 
San Juan. Bayamon, Puerto Rico. Uh, how do you spell that? <laughs> okay, I found it. So I have the birth chart of an alchemist, apparently. So April 23rd, 1994. Puerto Rico? Yep. Okay, punching it in. And it says you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. But, um, um, so, okay, so your MC, well, whatever, let's just... So I'm looking at your chart. My man... I want to tell you something. This is big news. You have a grand trine in Earth. The fuck does that mean? So a grand trine is the best thing that you can have in astrology. It's a it's a circle. It's a triangle that goes from. Yeah, it means that you have a major planet in one Earth sign. You have a major planet in Taurus. You have a major planet in Capricorn. And you have a major planet in Virgo. So those are the three Earth signs. So you're a very solid guy. You're very sturdy, kind of like what we're saying, those Taurus qualities. You're very earthy. You're very down to earth. You might be a little materialistic, but you like you're very um sturdy and earthy. So this is also emotional stability. So I have the exact same thing. It's not the exact same planets, but you have a, a grand trine in Earth. If you look up grand trine, on, you know, on your own time, whenever you want to do it, but grand trine is the best aspect you can have. Um, in opposition, you do have one opposition. That's between your moon and Saturn. So I think this should... Oh wait, no, not Saturn. Mars. So you, you, I don't know, you know, I'm, I, I just want to naturally do your birth chart because I'm seeing stuff, but you have an issue with conflict, conflict. So fighting Mars, you have your, your planet of war and then the moon, your planet of your emotions, they're against each other. They're fighting. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. They're in a bad spot. Now, someone like me, like I am emotionally stable. Like I almost like I I do well with conflict and aggression and stuff like that. But um, when you have an opposition, um, can I try and share my screen for the first time ever? Are people going to see my stuff? Yeah, but I guess we can skip this out. Uh, you could try and share it. Just share screen. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, can you see it? Yeah, hold on. <clears throat> there you go. You see that? Okay. So do you see, this is what a birth chart looks like. And this is, this isn't, this isn't Juan's birth chart, by the way. This is just some random birth chart. But um, basically, in a normal chart, you'll see a lot of these lines 
crossing and it might look random. In your chart, you have a perfect equilateral triangle in the center of your chart. Do you see that in the blue lines? Yeah, because I'm obsessed with Pythagoras. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but that is like a gift. Like, that's a blessing. It's also probably why you're woke. You know, a grand trine is like a lot of good luck, so to speak. And being woke is lucky. Being aware of the truth is considered, I'd consider it pretty lucky. But, um, so yeah, you you have some blessings. And I just told you what your, what your major issue is is going to be confrontation and conflict and how that affects your emotions or other people's emotions. Your other, um, your other opposition is Pluto and Venus. So your love planet and then your, your Pluto um, in the eighth house. That's like your, your love life and your, um, psychedelic life i don't know how else to describe that your connection to the underworld and your love life there's some friction going on between the two my Why love not? life and the underworld <laughs> yeah. the fuck does yeah. that mean <laughs> and this is this is just a broad like these are my first first things i'm just looking at but you also have aries on the ascendant which is another pretty significant thing in your chart. Aries on the ascendant, you might come across, even if you're not aggressive, you might come across as aggressive. Yeah. Because you're, so the ascendant is like what is like your outer layer. What was getting shined onto you at the moment you were born. The sun, the sun sign is where the sun was during that month, but that's a whole month. So the person born 10 days from you was the same sign as you. Mm. But your your ascendant changes every two hours. Wow. So if your time isn't right down to two hours, you're not going to know your ascendant and you're not going to know any of your houses. So ascend, the ascendant is the first house. Blah, blah, blah. You have, the, you have Mars. Mars was on the horizon at the moment that you were born if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Pretty, pretty, pretty close to the horizon. So Mars is going to have a pretty big influence on you. Mars is all about war, confrontation, but also, also about um, just like courage and bravery. So that's going to be your image, so to speak, hmm. is, is like a, people see you and they might see a warrior. They might see an aggressor. They might see a, a problem maker but they might also see someone that's confident that knows what, you know, knows what they're doing. Blah, blah, blah. So that's enough. I'll go, I'll do, I'll do your birth chart and I'll, I'll type it out a little bit. What's my, um, what's my true purpose, bro? What, what's the job that I have to go for? That's what I want to know. Okay. Real quick. Your MC is in Capricorn. So this can be any career. But your role in whatever career is going to be is going to be like control, a manager, a manager of responsibility, a control type responsibility. Um, How is that so right, bro? That's it exactly could, what I do. 
it could be a comedian yeah. like it could be it could be comedy because capricorn is comedy as well but um it's managing you're gonna have managerial responsibilities you know you're gonna be a controller that that like i said aries is the leader that's at the front of the pack capricorn is the type of lead leader that's up top at the top telling everyone else what to do and giving the orders that downward if that makes sense that's interesting because I am in a manager role and I do manage things. So, and and that's not just this career. Like you're not going to be, you're not a manager. You might be a rock musician, but that might be your role in the band. Mm, okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you might you might be, but you're going to be doing giving orders top down. So. That's just real quick. That's without looking at the planets whatsoever. That's without looking at your houses. The the MC is the tenth house, just like your ascendant. And I, you know, I didn't know any of what these terms meant the first time people said them. So don't feel, you know, like you don't know anything because this is like astrological language. Mm-hmm. Um, each house has a name. So the ascendant is the first house. That's what was on the horizon the moment that you were born. Yeah, because I have a whole hour video that my friend did for me. She did a whole thing, but like I said, a lot of the stuff was spot on. A lot of the shit was too accurate. And Mm -hmm. she didn't really know me until... But then I'm like, is it a coincidence? Is it not? Or is it how you said astrology is the key to everything? And it sounds it kind of, sounds kind of gay, though, right? Astrology, like when you think of astrology, like oh my god. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, like I never even gave a shit about astrology until I found out about it. Until I found out what it was actually about. So I had, like, I grew up, like, I'm a vegan too. I don't know, you know, I'm vegan. I grew up. I never. I grew up hunting. I grew up killing. I've hunted everything there is. I grew up like wearing camo and playing with guns all day. And as soon as I heard what I needed to hear, as soon as I learned what I needed to learn, I just changed. There was no wanting to change. I never wanted to stop eating meat. It was just like, oh, well, I know better now. So I just have to stop. When I learned astrology, there was no choice whatsoever there was no decision to believe in it i heard it and i knew it to be true i remembered it i mean i i was into astrology in my past life i know that but i just accepted it as soon as i heard about it so as soon as i found out i was a sagittarius i didn't even know my birth sign until i was like 19 and as soon as i learned it i um I pretty much knew everything there was within within about a year. I learned, you know, I went from not knowing any of the zodiac signs to being to being able to recite them and memorize people's birthdays and stuff like that. So it's a science. It's not something you believe in. But I forget where I was going with that. But I think we should touch before, you know, we're probably getting towards the end here. But um I think we should touch on the the racial astrological uh, correspondences. Yeah, yeah, go for it. 
when when the races got split up after the ice age the the capital city um had all of the knowledge of the the record keeping whether it was whether it was like the ark like an ark with that had all the the domesticated animals were preserved all the seeds were preserved all the knowledge the libraries the the biggest library was in the north pole and the alexandrias the little libraries around the world were spread out and they were lesser lesser libraries they had regional knowledge well the whole point of the capital city being in the center of the earth hell the north pole is that you're equidistant from each corner of the earth it's the center so the center is the point where it makes sense to keep all of the knowledge you know what i mean you don't want to keep all the records for australia in argentina you want to keep them in the north pole so that if something happens it's it's in a central location so blah 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 you have the ice age happen and one group of people is stuck in the ice the rest of the tropical people who are below the equator because remember the northern hemisphere became covered in ice the southern hemisphere was flooded so the tropical people that survived if they survived the ice if they survived the flood they had to go find the different areas that it was okay to live in that it was that it was possible to live in so but this one capital city was stuck in the ice and it was being kept alive by the gulf stream this warm water that comes up from the gulf of mexico florida you know and we're going and in my next video and on the next if we do another podcast we have to get into this john saxer guy that believes florida was the garden of eden did you reach out to him i reached out to him i don't know if he's dead but i've i've got some good <laughs> i've got some good video video of him but that doesn't matter so the gulf stream goes up from florida up to the gulf of finland where the phoenicians and the finnish people are from the vikings and the the people with the boats that spread agriculture we know the phoenicians spread agriculture and language to the whole world well whatever so that's where phonetics we, comes from my phoenicians that's that's phonetics exactly right. so from the ice age this one group of brown hair brown eyed people is now stuck in the north pole and it's freezing this one group has all the knowledge but they have nowhere to go all they have to do is wait and sit so it's during this time they invent the card games it's during this time they invent uh, a lot of the fairy tales the, the stories that they tell each other and it's this time that the people in the north pole started turning white and this brown hair brown eyed people starts getting bleached by the solar the lack of sun just like you see a husky you see a husky or a polar bear with the blue eyes cuz they're closer to the north pole arctic animals have blue eyes so the arctic race of humanity is the capital city 
the um the people that were stuck in the capital city interesting so that's atlantis have, though is that atlantis well, it's, it, it's going to become atlantis lemuria is that all the same thing hyperborea well, lemuria was the, the pacific the tropical races oh shit lemuria was the survivors of the two tropical races the black race and the black race we're going to get to this again the black race was not black and uh, you know people don't like getting called black you know well black white neither are really accurate but that's the best we can do black was so black at one point the black race was so dark because we're all mixed now we're all mixed a little bit you have a little white dna in you i have a little something in me that's you know from somewhere else and we're all mixed a little bit and the original white race was so white that they had no sun resistance whatsoever their hair was so white and their eyes were so blue that there was no way they could live in a tropical place well the same way that the white people in the capital city got bleached the people in the tropical lands that were closest to the equator became darkened by the sun and they became the dark races the black race the nubian race and the nubian race was so dark that they were actually indigo indigo like purple or dark dark blue and if you've ever seen some of these uh like the Dinky, I think the Dinky tribe or the, you know, some of the Zulus, some of these dark, dark sub-Saharan Africans, they're so dark that they, that they glimmer almost purple. And it's, it's almost magical when you see these like pure black race. And it's the same way when you see, um, someone with the clear eyes, right? A lot of them, some of them. Yeah. Some of them, but they're also some of the tallest. That's something else that you have to realize. The, the pure the pure races, and, you know, you don't want to say pure race too much. People don't like stuff like that. It's racist as fuck. <laughs> the, the pure races were the tallest races. So the pure black people, if you see the Dinky tribe, I think that's what they're called. That's like the tie, the, the, um... Dinka, Dinka tribe. The Dinka tribe is where you get the tallest people on the planet. Well, the other tallest people on the planet, and they're they're dark black. They're like indigo, like an indigo snake. Like, Interesting. Um, yeah, they are really tall. They're the tallest, the Dinka tribe. Um, the other tallest people on the planet are the Dutch and the Nordic people, which are the pure white. They're 99% of that Atlantean white cro-magnon dna and those are the other tallest people on the planet is the whitest of the white so you have the whitest of the white being very tall and then you have the blackest of the black being very tall they cut into their heads have you seen that yeah they do stuff like that too um there's different groups there's different uh sections but you see how tall they are it's just Mm -hmm. insane and so whatever. So is that why like the avatars are so tall and they're like kind of like that blue, and and they're kind of like trying. I mean, kind of. You know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. They're they're meant to to represent like mm-hmm. like Indians, indigenous peoples. Mm-hmm. It, I I think that movie's like racist and 
you know, yeah, people don't, people don't of, care about that. Some stuff. of my favorite movies, though, dude. <laughs> oh. So, so you see, you have the black race pop up, where the sun comes through the strongest in the in the equatorial zones. You see these dark, dark people, and you see, you see it. Um, so there you go. You have the white race comes into existence because they're they're um they're stuck in the ice with like the the north the north northern lights and the uh you know the arctic sun there's no sun for like nine months of the year some shit like that so basically you have the white race pop up then you have the black race pop up and then you have the asian race they're called mongolian they're called oriental you know these names are racist now too but I'm just trying to show where these individual root races come from. There's five root races. And this is important because they want to destroy these five root races. They want one human race that's, that has no cultural identity, no distinctive features, so that you're, they're more malleable, they're more workable, and more easily manipulated. If you have no cultural identity... You'll just be down with anything. You'll be down with the control. You'll be down with the down with the sickness. The, mm-hmm. the vert, yeah, the virtual reality. <laughs> you know, and who doesn't like some good VR porn though, dude? I mean, have you ever tried it, dude? Don't knock it till you try it. Mm, no. <laughs> so we should get into the the planetary um the planetary uh, rulership, basically. The white race being at the center, being at the capital city, they received the influence of the planet Jupiter. Jupiter was the king of the gods, not necessarily because he's the best, but because he was at the center. He's the king. He's the pure divine light of which there's a good quote by a Greek, astro- a Greek uh, philosopher, a Greek astrologer. If Jupiter was the only planet in the sky, everything would live forever and there would be no no bad on the on the world. So that's Jupiter's influence. Is Jupiter is the best. And we're not okay, we're not saying white people are the best. We're saying this is this is where being in the capital city is where they get this sort of um, status, the status of being yeah, the number one. I mean, if you hang enough, if you hang around enough people for a long enough time, you're going to start to think that, A, you're the only ones. B, that you should probably be the superior race because, hello, mm-hmm. there are, and I'm brown, so I can say this, but there are, I believe, black supremacists and there are white supremacists. Exactly. There are people who they are racist. I mean, they're fucking racist. I think that we are all human and that we all bleed the same we are all part of we're made in the image of god god is omnipotent he's omnipresent he's all, all that shit so i don't i think all this stuff how you said is part of that they're moving away from that humanism movement to the transhumanism stuff and they want to mm-hmm. dip, what's the oldest tactic in the book divide and conquer divide mm-hmm. the people up they're easier they're more malleable you said they're more uh, susceptible to other ideas and they're more susceptible to things like totalitarianism where they need mm-hmm. to they need to they need to 
how do, how do I say this? It's uh, they yeah, need they, they, they need the government. Sorry. You know, they, they need the the that exactly. that power to feel. There's another word. They rely on these governmental powers and the government taxation yeah. is fucking theft people. Okay. Fuck the government. And they also want us to worship. They want the government to be our God. They want the government to be the only planet in the sky, so to speak. They want all the authority and all the influence. So, but another, the best part of this is we get to learn, we get to appreciate the gifts of each, of each race, you know, like, yes, we're all human, but we are different for a reason. You were born in Puerto Rico for a reason. I was born, you know, in Florida for a reason. The Buddha was born in India for a reason. So we all fulfill a certain path. There isn't just one path or else what would be the point? So each race, just like each individual person has their own destiny, each race has their own destiny. And um, let's start with, we're starting with the, uh, the white race is the Jupiter, the Jupiter um, sign. So Jupiter rules sea travel. Jupiter is the rules Sagittarius and Pisces, which are the two signs of sea travel and sea voyages. So white people, the Vikings and the Phoenicians had, they were the people that had the Navy they had the ships in the water before anybody else. They were the ones that had, um, they could sail, basically. They're the race that's most acclimated to, to sea, sea travel, and that's because of their planetary correspondence. They also uh, are, the white race, for the most part, is Christian, was Christian, and Christian is the Jupiterian religion. We're going to see, you're going to see how Let's go to Islam, for example, the Middle Eastern race and the Middle Eastern race starts in not Egypt. Egypt is not the Middle Eastern race. They're mixed a little bit, but from Iraq to Mesopotamia, from Mesopotamia to India. Mm -hmm. So India to Mesopotamia, everything in between Afghanistan, Pakistan, uh, Saudi Arabian, Indian they are all, they all belong to the Venusian race. They are ruled by the planet Venus. And the planet Venus is the feminine god. So in those cultures, you see a big emphasis on women. In India, they're very matriarchal. The women takes on a lot of the... Uh, thought it was opposite of, though, bro. I thought women were suppressed in the middle, in the middle East. Well, there you go. Let's look at the religious iconography of Islam. Mm -hmm. What do they worship? What are their two symbols? The moon and Venus. Interesting. So the morning star is Venus. Lucifer. Lucifer is, the, mm -hmm. is, is Venus, by the way. Venus is Lucifer, and Venus is the morning star. The star that very often is in the crescent of the moon because it rises and it sets very close to the moon because they're both feminine so venus is the star that you see on all of the uh on all of the uh islamic the flags islamic symbolism yeah. and then you also get the crescent moon so the the box also the, the box the square that they 
you know, that they, uh, the cube, the, the cube that they worship, the cube has to do with Venus. People think it's Saturn and it, it is Saturn. It does have to do with Saturn because it's black. They painted it black. They covered it with some black, some black shit. Originally, that's a rock. Mm-hmm. In the middle of that a meteorite. Square, square box is a meteorite. Mm-hmm. And that they attribute to the planet Venus. What they did, every religion gets corrupted by the Saturnians, if that makes sense. By the people who spiritually are Saturnian. Not the, the South American race, the Native American race, is ruled by the planet Saturn. So they have the death cults and the sacrificing and stuff. But that doesn't mean they're evil. They're not evil. They are biologically and culturally ruled by the planet Saturn. But the people on the planet that spiritually revere Saturn are lost and evil. Jupiter Remember, we're not saying white white people are the best because they're the Jupiter race. Biologically, they're ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is the lightest planet, so they have the lightest skin, right? So, but when we talk about spiritually, every religion loves Jupiter. Every good spiritual religion, faith loves Jupiter because he's the... That's why he's Jesus. He's Jesus. He's Krishna. Jesus Christ is Krishna. It's the same person, Christ, Jesus Christ is Jupiter. Um, but Jupiter is also the, he, it's, it's a solar myth. So he's also the son of God, sun in the sky. The sun, so S-O-N and S-E-U-N, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's two myths kind of mashed, mashed up into one, but that's how it goes. Because in the age of Pisces, he's the sun, but in the age of Pisces, he's ruled by the planet Jupiter. In the age of Aries, He's the warrior. So it's still the, the story of the son of God going through the sky. But now he's going to be wearing ram horns or a, a ram's body, so to speak. It's the same story gets re- repeated in every in every age, but whatever. So Islam is the, it used to be the most feminine. It, um, it used to be the most feminine religion. What happened is they got co-opted, just like Catholicism, just like, you know, every major religion gets co-opted, and it got infiltrated by the Saturnian death cult. And these are the people that spiritually, they hand their soul over to Saturn for uh, reward in the material realm, whereas the good religions of the planet tell you to hand your soul over to Jupiter because he's the purest and most forgiving and, you know, the, the love. He's not the God of love, but he's the God of like acceptance, if that makes sense. So, and he's pure. Jupiter's pure. Um, and if you notice, Saturn is Lord. So anytime you see the word Lord, like, you know, when you pray, you either pray to two people. You're either praying to Jesus or you're praying to the Lord. The Lord is the punisher. He's he's Saturn. He's the stepfather. He's the punisher. He's the false the false father. Jesus, his false father was Joseph. Joseph is Joseph is the Hebrew name, Joseph. 
in Egyptian, his name is, or sorry, in Joseph is the English name. In Hebrew, his name is Seth. In Egyptian, his name is Set. In what the Roman, fuck, bro? Seriously? In, in Roman, his name is Saturn. Mm-hmm. This is where you get the word satire, satin. Satin is what you get wrapped in when, you, when you're dead. Satin, you know, or you wear satin to a funeral. Satin is, you know, satin. Satire is the dark, darkest form of humor. Um, black or black, black comedy, you know, black comedy, black Saturn rules, blackness, not black skin, but blackness, like darkness, like evil. So Saturn is black, right? Right. And Saturn is the black sun. He's the black sun. And the, the evil people worship the black sun because they don't like, they don't like Jupiter. Jupiter isn't going to reward you for doing evil things. People always ask, too, well, if there's a god, why are there evil people? Why do evil people get so so ahead in life? Well, the answer is God is not just one god. He's seven gods, and one of those gods, one of his faces, is the punisher. It's the evil god that will give good, give rewards to people that punish others. If you, if that makes sense. So there's a God of evil. So if you do evil deeds, one of those gods is going to reward you. And his name is Saturn. So these demons, these evil families of the earth, they make deals with Saturn and they do things that Saturn will reward them for, but Jupiter will, um, dis disavow them for Jupiter will, you know, disagree and, turn his back on them but they don't care because they want to rule the material world so they they prefer to give up their eternal soul in in return for power in the material world and saturn is the god that makes that happen saturn is the god that that is all about sacrifice you sacrifice and he will he will uh it's and it's funny that sacrifice you have the same thing with sacred the mm-hmm. sacral chakra so it's mm-hmm. um cuz a sacrifice isn't always bad right right a, a sacrifice can be also good to appease mm-hmm. it's to appease a god to appease an entity but it can be used in a bad connotation i guess you could say it where if yes. you're sacrificing a human being or a soul, or uh-huh. a baby, or something, right? Moloch and all these things, which there's the connections. <laughs> so with, here, can, with I, can I, sh- yes, can I show you the connection between Moloch and Saturn? Yeah. So Saturn is the satyr, you know, satyr, like the satyr with, an, with a Y-R, the goat, the half goat, half man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's, a, mm-hmm. that's a satyr, and satyr comes from the word Saturn. Well, Saturn is the Roman name for Kronos. Kronos is the Greek god, and Kronos, like Saturn, is the god of time, death, cycles, um, punishment, karma. You know, you do this and you get that in return. 
Jupiter is all about no, like you do good, you do bad, it's forgiven. We're only going to do good. We're only going to make it go forward. We're only going to keep it pure. We're, you know, so that's Jupiter. So a religion, every religion should try and bring you into touch with Jupiter. And we're not saying that that one planet is better than all the others, but that's what it represents is, is purity. I want to add that the Demiurge is number is number four formation. And that's why the four, the cube folds out into a cross. Jesus was crucified on the cross, which the cross represents materiality. Yeah, the cube represents uh, that that is that is within, right? Because there are uh, various directions and up, down, and within is one. Uh, the seven points you have, it's all broken down in the cube, but essentially the, the seventh point is that within, is the anchor point to mm-hmm. which you go right from that. So it plays again into this whole mm-hmm. uh, idea of God well, being multifaceted. Well, that's, that's like Saturn. Mm-hmm. Just like you, just like you have the cube with the one point in the middle being the seventh point. When you look at the North pole of Saturn and you see that, that hexagram on the North pole, like you've seen that, right? The hexagon. Yeah. You connect it. It makes a cube. There's a hexagon on the North pole of Saturn on the fake Saturn that they, and the, <laughs> the, the pole point in the, in the North pole is the seventh point Mm -hmm. so people say well if saturn is all about six it's the number six 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 you know six 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 is saturn if it's six 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 then why is it the seventh planet Mm -hmm. it's the seventh planet well that's because just like you said you have the six points on the outside then you have the one point in the middle but is it the seventh planet or sixth planet? I've always said it's the sixth planet. It's because it's sixth planet from the sun, sixth day it of is, the week. Well, that's because in the geocentric system, the sun is a planet. So you go moon. Really? Moon. Yes. You have five planets, and then you have the, the moon in your left hand, in your left palm, because palm is an anagram for lamp. Your palm, these palms, and you know, this is where you do all the Reiki with your energy lamp. So your palms are lamps. And the two lamps in the sky are a sun on your right side, your masculine side. This is why you you do business and stuff with your right hand. You shake people's hands with your right hand because it's, it's the bright side. It's the light side. The moon is the left side, your feminine side. This- this is more emotions and creativity and stuff like that. So left-handed people are more in the feminine mind, like Jimi Hendrix, the best. Is it any coincidence that the best guitar player ever is left-handed and played a right-handed guitar upside down with his left hand, thus allowing him to use a different half of his brain compared to every other guitarist that's playing it the exact same way and only using the one part of their brain. He flipped it over and got access to that other half, if that makes sense. What the fuck? Left-handed people. Artists of all entertainers and artists, left-handed people make up almost half of high-functioning, high-performance entertainers, despite only being one-tenth of the population of the whole world. Does that make sense? So one out of ten people are lefties. 
but when you get to like rock stars and like poets and and famous artists almost half of them are left-handed because left-handed people are more creative they use the right right side of their brain because the left side of your body's connected to the right side of your brain so Jimi hendrix was lefty Kurt Cobain, lefty. Jim Morrison, lefty. Janis Joplin, lefty. The list goes on and on. Twenty. Then they're all in the twenty-seven club. But uh, interesting. Blah blah blah. So back to the races. Um, Aries, or sorry, Mars rules the Asian races. Mars. So the Asian race, which is Japanese, Korean. Uh, Jap uh, Chinese, I already ran out. <laughs> Japanese, Chinese, Korean, Thai, Taiwanese, you know, you get it. Um, the people with the yellow skin, for lack of a better word, um, they are ruled by the planet Mars. Now, hmm, which race gives us martial arts? So there you go. The Asian race each Asian country has there has like 10 different types of martial arts. Then you go to Europe and there's no martial arts. So you see how these planetary and Mars is all about um, hands on and being like the body and fighting and healing, but hands on healing. So in, in Asia, you see a lot of hands on healing, whether it's the massage the acupuncture and acupuncture. Pretty violent, right? That's pretty Martian. I've never had it before. <laughs> but um looks gnarly. It's piercing. It's getting you get pierced. So that's a martial it's a very martial treatment. Massage can be pretty violent too, especially when you see how it's supposed to be done. It can hurt you, you know. So And it releases all, toxins in your body too. So that's also very martial. And the Asian races, the Asian cultures were most in tune with this. So when the races got split up, the, the white race had all the records and the knowledge. But the tropical races had their, um, their one gift that they kept and became a practice, an art form that none of the other races had. So like we said, with the, with the Native Americans and the South Americans, they had the timekeeping system. They had, yeah, sacrifice. Who knows if that was good or bad or whether it was really like how we're told, but that was a theme. So they had that timekeeping system that was unrivaled in, in anywhere else in the world. So then you go to Africa. Africa, African people, the dark-skinned Nubian people of the planet are ruled by the planet Mercury. Now, Mercury rules the arts and also music, but especially rhythm. And black and African people have the most rhythm. They invented jazz, they invented the blues, they invented rock and roll, they invented... So you have all this European history of... of of music, but European music has little to no emphasis on rhythm or groove. African music, music brought to the world by the dark-skinned 
race of Africa is very groove-based, very rhythm-based, and they as a people have rhythm. And my favorite joke that I like to tell that I came up with is you get a hundred white people and you put them in a room, you're going to get a, um, you're going to get a massacre. If you take a hundred black people and put them in a room, you're going to get the best concert you've ever been to in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They have the drums and all this shit, right? That's their whole, that's their whole cult. Oh, African culture. They communicate with fucking drums. Mm-hmm. If you if you know if you know your music, you'll know that polyrhythms, which are actually and you know, blah blah blah. I don't care. I don't care if it's racist. Africa is not what you think of when you think of learning and education. Mm-hmm. That's just how that's just how it is. But when it comes to music, the most complex music in the world comes out of Africa. Rhythmically speaking, they they use just average tribesmen that have no education whatsoever are able to do these drum patterns, these rhythms, they're called polyrhythms or polymeters, where you're playing two rhythms at the same time. Very difficult to do, even for the most high-trained jazz musicians today. Very difficult to do, and you can only really do it if you're gifted with that ability. And by far and wide african tribesmen have this ability naturally so that's why african descended people they have rhythm it's just a it's not just a stereotype it's a planetary disposition so you see like people miles davis Jimi hendrix john coltrane you know the list goes on and on of people that that you don't get white figures like that. You don't get European characters like that that represent that much just like uninhibited artistic genius. Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye, yeah, I mean, maybe. But, Bro, uh, what? Kanye West is one of the greatest musicians of all time. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think so, dude. He's one, he's one of the greatest uh, robots of all time. You think he's a... You think uh, he's a what do they call him? He's okay. I don't know. I've never met the guy. But um, humanoid. I've never met the guy. But uh, anyone that's married to Kim Kardashian for like eight eight years or four years, whatever that was, is a reptilian. That's a mm-hmm. that's a pretty big red red flag, you know. He's a homunculus, hundred um, percent. I get it, bro. You can see. But it. um, so what other race? What race haven't we? we talked so we touched about? on the white, the brown, Jup- Jupiter, Native American, Saturn. Uh, Hispanics? Yeah, well, Hispanic is Native American. They're Saturnian. Um, they're the Native American. Jupiter's the white race, the, the Nordic race. Like all mm-hmm. the all the white races we have today, those are mixed. Those are mixed people. You know, mm-hmm. the original white race is so far removed, it almost doesn't exist today. Just like the black race, like from the Caucasus Mountains. Those are, are those the OG whites. Well, that's. No, that's where that's where they landed. That's where they landed after the flood. Because remember, they were the mm. only people. They were the only people that had the boats when the flood happened. Every race, every race had like helicopters, advanced technology, boats, what the fuck? air airplanes, spaceship. Every race had that at some point in time. 
but after the most recent ice age, this is the cards. These are the cards that we were given, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Noah's, Noah's Ark is about the Caucasian race leaving the North Pole after the ice age, after the flood. They leave the North Pole and they make first contact with the tropical races, the black, the Asian, the Mediterranean. They meet up with them after the ice age. And you have now there's five different races that are extremely, extremely different. And that's part of the game, part of the game that we're given in this this age is that there's racial differentiation. It wasn't always like that, and it's not always going to be like that. But <clears throat> those are the conditions that we're under right now. Very... So let me, th- let me think about who we're missing. Asian, Mars. Venusian, Middle Eastern. Mercurian, African race. I think that's all of them, five, five races. So those are the five planetary races. Those are the five root races of humanity. Can you hear that car along going? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll pick up whatever else we left out on the next one. It's getting late Mm -hmm. here on the East Coast. Do you have any concluding thoughts, bro? This is a lot of information to digest. We covered a ton of things. Yes, in two and a half hours i have one thing that we forgot to tie up moloch how is moloch saturn well moloch is the the owl right the owl is the bird form of saturn saturn is the owl Mm. he's also the goat he's also the crocodile alligator so jupiter for example He's a horse. He's an eagle. He's also um, something else. I'm forgetting. But basically, uh, each planet has a couple different forms that it can take. So with Moloch, Saturn, I was trying to get into that. Saturn is the Roman name. Kronos is the Greek name. When we go up to uh, Germany or uh, Norway, the Scandinavian countries, the name for Saturn is not Saturn. It's Loki. Mm. So Loki is the Nordic form of Saturn, and he's the villain to Jupiter, or Thor. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's Thor's enemy, and Thor is Thor's day. So our um, our days of the week could have easily had been Thor's day, Freya's day, Freya is Venus, and then instead of Saturn's day, it could have just as easily had been Loki day. Lo- Loki's <laughs> Loki's day. And this is kind of like this is a stretch, but people are always saying like Loki now. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be like a subtle, like a subtle. Oh, loco is different, definitely. Loco, some... there you go. Loco is Loki, exactly. Like Loki. related to Loki. So Loki from Loki, you get Moloch. Loke, lock, Moloch mm-hmm. comes from Loki. So Moloch is Saturn, and Saturn is also Joseph, 
because Joseph is Jesus's stepdaddy. Oof. You know, stepdaddies are bad. Usually, are like never a bad heard that one before, bro. Archetype. <laughs> Je- Joseph, Joseph is Jesus's stepdaddy, and the stepdad is the false father. He's mm-hmm. the he's the authority figure, but no love. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because it's not your offspring. That's Saturn's role in the universe. He's all about authority. He doesn't really love you. You know, he doesn't care about you. He's all about punishment, giving giving you what you deserve. So Moloch is Saturn. Saturn is Set. Set is Seth. Seth is Joseph. Joseph. Joseph becomes Joseph. So Joseph is Saturn. You get Enki and Enlil too in that the two mm-hmm. the two brothers the opposing yeah and jesus is saturn's son and jupiter is saturn's son if that makes sense and that's yeah because he swallow he eats his kids that's also another moloch reference because you sacrifice your kids to exactly moloch. exactly and he eats his kids and then which i think it was a zeus or jupiter i think the one that that figures it out and puts the rock the mom substitutes the rock for it and then he swallows the rock instead, and then regurgitates that rock, and supposedly that's where is that where they tied Prometheus up, the navel of the, of the world? Well, kind of. Prometheus, if you're talking astrologically, Prometheus is also Venus because mm. Venus is Lucifer, the light Lucifer. bringer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the morning bearer. star. Exactly. Interesting, interesting shit, bro. But yeah, that's a good. That's a good place to. I'm telling you, we got we got plenty to talk about because yeah, <laughs> this is this shit goes deep, and maybe we'll get into some Florida for the next episode. It's getting laid out here on the East Coast. You want to plug your yeah. stuff, bro, for listeners at home where they can find you? Sure, Old World Florida on YouTube, then Old underscore World underscore Florida on Instagram, and uh, that's it. Awesome, dude. I'm looking forward to visiting the the bookstore. So hopefully yeah, you, we'll do you, you gotta you gotta come down and we gotta do the next one live from the bookstore. <laughs> All right, dude, I'll take my stuff down. Okay. I've All got right. some cameras and mics and stuff too. Awesome, dude. Well, really right. appreciate this and I had a lot of fun, dude. And we'll catch you guys on the other side. Thank you so much for those that stuck around this long. It's really insightful and really fun. Thanks, homunculus. Homuncologist, bro. Homuncologist.